Oh my stars, I am so thrilled you're here. My name is Kai Graham and welcome to another episode in my podcast, The Parent and Teen Toolbox, which is designed to equip parents and teenagers with the tools for navigating adolescence. I've been in the trenches of parenting and now I'm on a mission to help parents support their teenagers so that together we can build a mentally healthier and happier generation of young people. Each week you will receive learnings and takeaways that will help you tackle the challenges and the oh shit moments that are often associated with parenting tweens and teens. I have your back and I'm glad you're here. School's out for summer. Parents, when you look at the calendar and you suddenly realise that your kids aren't going to be in school for a while, how does, it, how does that make you feel? Are you thrilled that you don't have to have all that running about? Are you thrilled that you don't have to have the battles over homework? No, it's slightly different for this summer because, let's face it, many of us have been homeschooling and um, we haven't had that sort of rush so much to sort of get the kids on the bus and, you know, in, in time for their first lesson. But how does how does the thought of having your kids at home without the structure of the school day, how does that make you feel? Are you filled with dread? Are you thinking, oh, my stars, how on earth am I going to fill a day, let alone a week, let alone months? Well, I do actually suggest that for many of us, we just need to relax the rules a bit. And I don't think the sky's going to cave in if indeed your child spends a little bit of extra time on um, their Xbox. I, I'm I'm a firm believer that we all need our downtime. Whether or not, I mean, if you think about sort of what makes you relax, it could be it could be going to the gym, it could be going for a swim, but it it you know for many of us, it's also sort of benching Netflix and sort of scrolling on our phone and just chilling. So we do actually have to remember that um, the rules we follow by are also those rules that sometimes our kids can follow. And it's not actually at the end of the world. But that said, we do actually need to um, encourage our children to do other things, to think outside the box, think outside the box and to do stuff that... um, not only is useful, but helps relax them or sort of gives them um, purpose. And so what I'm going to suggest today is I'm going to give you a checklist of of stuff that you can possibly do with your kids. Now, I'm going to start off with the teenagers. Um, I don't really think that teenagers are needing to be occupied by you terribly much, which is sometimes that's, you know, parents miss that. They miss the time that they used to spend with their kids. And then the teenagers nowadays are sort of trying to be self-sufficient and they're not really needing their parents for, um, you know, sort of entertainment. But that said, they are needing their parents for... I don't want to say life skills because that makes it sort of sound like a chore. But our our kids still need us. I mean, let's face it, I've got a 25 and a 27-year-old and they still thankfully need me. Um, You know, Jack was having problems with a Zoom call. I was actually surprised that I was slightly more genned up than he was. But it's it's important for us to find um, areas 
uh, that we have in common, that, that, you know, topics and and pastimes and tasks that we have in common with our kids, or maybe little lessons that they can learn. Now, it depends what age your teenagers are. Some of them will be going back to school. That's fine. Some of them might be going on to university or starting employment, um, you know, in the not too distant future. And I do think, you know, they say it takes a village to raise a child. And we know that. But I do feel that sort of in sort of recent times, our kids are not quite as well equipped with various skills than we were. I mean, let's face it. Whenever I used to go and stay with my granny, she used to sort of sit me down and sort of say, right now, Caroline, we're going to go and do some sewing. And she actually, thankfully, made it, um, you know, sort of quite good fun. And I sort of always used to come back after a week of staying with, staying with her for some little sewing creation that my I was able to give my mum. But the thing is, is that our kids, many of them, don't know some of these skills. And I'm talking about not only sewing on a button, but, you know, lifting a hem. Um, Dare I say it, replacing a light bulb. Uh, There are many kids that don't know how to do that. But so what I'm going to suggest is maybe between now and whenever, whether or not it's them starting school or whether or not it's them going to university or leaving the home for whatever reason, it might be worth without trying to go, this is going to be a chore, my dear, um, sort of basically sort of helping your child learn some pretty practical skills. So first of all, you know, I mean, the thing is, is that I, I do remember, I remember when Jack went to uni, I mean, Alice has always been a baker, but, um, and has loved cooking, but Jack was sort of clueless, um, not through want of trying from his mother's part, but Yes, he survived, but I wanted to send him away to, you know, uni sort of with the capability of cooking slightly more, something more than a pot noodle. Um, so it's, you know, now is a great time for us to equip our kids with various skills. You know, at, at the minute, at time of recording, um, the, the sort of exam results will be coming out next month and universities and employers, yes. Yes, they will be looking at um, will be looking at qualifications, but when employers, universities, whoever are looking at your child as the individual, it's a given that they will have to have the desired qualifications. So, there, what employers and um, you know the like are looking for are what is this individual like. Who is this individual I am going to be taking on? And I think this is where the skills come in and it's teaching our child um, extra things that, that, you know, skills that add um, another string to their bow. And also it's sort of, you know, self-care and self-preservation as well, you know, to boot. But have a think about the sort of things that you can, let's say, let's start off with teaching your, your teenager. Let's let's start with an easy one, the kitchen skills. Does your child know how to boil an egg? I mean, I know they can go onto YouTube. I appreciate that. Um, you know, th- thank goodness for YouTube. But does your child know how to um, make an omelette? Do, does your child know when chicken is or isn't cooked? Does your child know that you shouldn't be using the same chopping boards for uncooked meat and, and cooked meat? Does your child know that actually 
and maybe some people will disagree with me here, but many foods can last a little bit before, a little bit after their, um, you know, their, their sort of sell-by date. I mean, I sort of have taught my children to sniff it and sort of have a look at it. And if it looks green and slimy, throw it out. And if it smells rotten, throw it out. But, you know, sometimes, I mean, many times food, foods are um, still within sort of eating range. Now, that comes from experience. So it's worth, it's worth sort of teaching your child those skills. But what else do they need to learn? You know, I'm not saying that you have to be like Gordon Ramsay and sort of, you know, chop parsley to within an inch of its life. But it, do they know how to cut an onion properly? You know, do they know how to make a BLT? Do they know how to fend for themselves in the kitchen? So, as I said, they're not living in, on pot noodles. I mean, my darling daughter was introduced, I can't even remember, who, I think it was her granny who introduced her to baking. I mean, what a godsend, because for Alice, that is a real de-stressor. Um, so she used to sort of come in, especially from school, after a, a tough day or a tough week. She said, oh, I hope we've got stuff in the in the cupboards because I'm going to bake. And she used to have a big cooking. So it's it's encouraging your child not to sort of learn these things as chores, but to find the enjoyment in them. So have a think about what's going on in the kitchen and, and how you can get your child to enjoy. You know, sometimes just ask them what they want to eat. Ask them to plan a meal. Ask them to, you know, even go onto YouTube and find a recipe that they want to follow. And the, the very fact that you are there to help them. And let's face it, if you're a rubbish cook, then maybe the two of you can learn, or the three or however many of you there are. Maybe you can all learn together. And that's half the fun. So cookery skills. What about financial skills? Does your child know how to budget? Does your child know, I don't know, how to use an ATM? Does your child know, um, we don't even use checkbooks now, but do they know how to sort of balance and reconcile their account? Because it's speaking from someone who used to be appalling with money, who sort of didn't quite understand the sort of pros and cons of it. I, I for, as an adult, played catch-up, and it wasn't fun. So, And I'm not saying that they need to learn the inside, inside and out of a, of a profit and loss account, but even teaching your child about saving and the benefit of that. And I know nowadays everything's so immediate, but showing your child, you know, so my kids are now sort of getting their pay packet, and sort of they have thankfully have become instilled in, in sort of, you know, saving for um, a rainy day or saving for a holiday or, you know, they're, they're learning that if they put some money into their pension, then so do they their employers. So it's learning the value of money, but also how to manage it and how to cope with it. And it could be maybe giving your child an allowance to start off with, you know, so they know um, that they need to sort of start working within their sort of budget budgetary um, limitations. So have a think about that. DIY skills. Now, I do remember when I was able to change a plug, but there were a hell of a lot of other kids that didn't know how to. Nowadays, it's slightly different, isn't it? Everything's so disposable that it, plugs are fused on and sort of stuff like that. But what DIY skills does, you know, might your child need to learn? Do they know how to hammer in a nail without sort of taking, out, uh, taking off their sort of thumbnail? Do they know how to, I don't know, even sort of things like touching up the, the blue tack marks on student walls? 
That's a great way of doing it. If you don't know, then you need to dry brush it. Teach them how to dry brush or, you know, using paint um, because it'll save them a bomb on deposits. But it's teaching kids how to, you know, sort of how to do various DIY things. I, you know, maybe get them to put up an Ikea bookshelf. That actually really will test the patience of a saint. But, you know, you've got to start somewhere, haven't you? But it's learning how to, you know, sort of, well... (laughs) This isn't quite so DIY, but how to do the dishwasher, how to, you know, unblock sinks, how to unblock loose, God forbid. But it's just teaching your child the skills so that how to change the bag on a hoover. I know it sounds all sort of fairly straightforward, and but it's these little things that you don't quite sort of know that they need to do until they're sort of mom. And you usually get a sort of phone call from kids when it's the least convenient what about laundry skills I know I'm the worst I used to sort of you know as, as long as it was as clothes were in the laundry basket then somehow the little laundry fairy used to get it all done for them and everything used to arrive on a laundry basket back on their bed about sort of three days later but I do remember I remember when Jack uh, I went to visit Jack at his first sort of I think probably after a month at uni in his first year and I sort of looked at his room and it was okay, it was vaguely presentable. But in the corner was a big pile of laundry that really sort of needed to be done. So we went down to the laundrette room and we, I sort of showed him, right, this is what you do with the lights and this is what you do with the darks. And, you know, this is how much sort of, you know, always remember sort of to have change and always remember. And, you know, it was like, oh, God, yeah, mum, whatever. And I remember there were four or five other kids sort of in in the laundrette at that time. And I looked at one of them and I went, I'm really sorry. I don't want to interfere, but I don't think you should be doing that. And Jack was mortified. Oh, my God, what on earth is she doing? And I explained to her child, you've got your gym kit there and it's all black and you're putting it in with a nice duvet cover and believe me, it's going to go grey in a minute. And so suddenly, so I showed them and I sort of said, you know, if you need to share a load with, with, you know, one of your flatmates and you can both do your whites together and you can both do your darks together. And it was, oh my God, thank you so much. And oh my God, and have you got change? And, and, but then the sort of question started and do I put this, this detergent in this sort of hole and where do I sort of put the tabs and how much washing powder am I meant to put in? And suddenly, and there were about five kids and they all sort of started standing around me and so I said, right, here's the five go-to things to do as far as laundry is concerned. Because in all fairness, they hadn't been taught it. And nor had Jack. It was like, come here and stand here, young man. You need to hear what's going on. Which, whilst mortifying, I appreciate, was also quite important. And it's only when he suddenly realised that there were other kids in the same boat and they too were actually very grateful for the advice because, you know, who wants your best shirt sort of going pink or something? So it's important, we, you know, it's important giving our kids the skills and sort of teaching them that they need to sort out the laundry. They need to sort of don't leave your gym kit sitting in a pile for about three or four days or three or four weeks in some cases because, believe me, it starts to smell and it goes musty. What about car maintenance? That was a quick segue, wasn't it? 
What does your child need to know, even about road safety? I mean, a lot of these cars now are, so you know, they conveniently sort of throw a light up and sort of say, you know, this is required and there's more oil needed and whatever. But it's worth teaching your child, you know, sort of how to understand their car, if indeed they have one, or to look after your car, if indeed they're driving. And if it doesn't, if it's not applicable, then move on. But do they know how to change a tyre? Do they know what to do if they lock their keys in the car? Do they know, you know, and it's various things like that because it's equipping your child with the, with the tools to cope when things go wrong. Now, I'm not saying that your child's totally clueless. You know, let's swap it about a bit. Why not get your child to help you if indeed you need support? And tech is a great sort of a great example. I'm not saying that every parent is clueless on the tech side. Of course not. But what is quite important, I can guarantee that your kids are probably a step ahead of you. So what can they teach you? Maybe you could. I mean, I've got a friend of mine who has started to do podcasting with their kids. I mean, you know, how cool is that? But maybe sort of do a photo blog with them or maybe ask them to show you, you know, or even sort of get them to show granny how to, you know, if you're okay, get them to show granny how to use, I don't know, Skype or, I mean, Alice has since, whilst we were in lockdown, had the patience of a saint showing her grandmother every single week how to get onto Zoom. And Mike, my husband, sort of said, does she not know how to do it by now? And it's, no, she doesn't. It's like every every week's a new sort of, you know, it's starting all over again. And Alice had the patience of a saint. But that's also skills, isn't it? That's also sort of moving on to communication skills. How to communicate with other people, how to look them in the eye. Because at the minute, you know, our kids, are their communication is through their phone. You know, they you could have five teenagers sitting in a room and they're all texting and they're not speaking to one another. This is the thing that interviewers and, and people are looking out for is will your child make eye contact? Is your child able to hold a conversation? So it's important to encourage your child to communicate with people. And um, that for them might be toe curlingly embarrassing. But I tell you what's worse is going into an interview and not having a mission of what you should say or how to converse with someone. So some of these things are going to be quite tricky. Some of these things are going to be hard to master. I appreciate that. But these skills are vital. And also, finally, and most importantly, I would say is self-care skills. Self-care to realise not only your fitness, not only your physical fitness and showing your child the importance of eating well and showing your child the importance of keeping fit and sort of healthy exercise and, you know, sort of going into the outdoors, but their mental health, their emotional health. For your child to realise that, you know, sometimes you must know the feeling when you're sitting there and it just all becomes a bit too much and it's teaching your child about boundaries, teaching your child about self-care. And yeah, it is. It's, it's sometimes it might be, do you know what? You need to stop scrolling. Do you know what? You need to take time out. Do you know what? You need to drop something from your schedule. And all of this is all right. Because I think the most important thing is that everyone's a happy bunny, really. That's what really counts is the fact that we are happy and confident in ourselves. And it's only when we're pushed and it's only when we're struggling that we sort of get the confusion, we get the sort of lack of self-confidence and we start having a wobble. 
So it's teaching your child to understand those triggers, to realize that too much of something isn't very good for them, or they're not, you know, they're not doing enough, or maybe it's personal hygiene, or maybe it's sleep hygiene, sleep, 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 you need to have a listen to my episode on sleep, because that for me is a massive deal breaker. Kids need their sleep, they're not being lazy. And it's helping them understand that, yeah, it needs to be good quality sleep. And so maybe they need to sort of, you know, switch off their you know, devices a little bit earlier. But what else can they do for self-care? What else can they do? Go, you know, go and see a mate, curl up with a good book. Um, even if they, if they don't read, listen to something, listen to podcasts or, you know, it's just helping your children to understand that there is more to um, their life than getting all their grades. You know, yes, it's important, but it's not the be all and end all. It's learning the other skills, the other skills that make them a rounded individual. And yeah, it could be team sports. It could be learning an instrument. It could be, you know, any of these things. Um, it could be craft. It could be whatever. But it all these things, if your child has a pastime that they enjoy, if your child has these additional skills, then it equips them better. And what no better time to start all this, if you haven't already, than in the holiday times, because I'm not saying that you have to have every day planned to within in, an inch of its life. I, I don't mean that. But it's if your sort of child is sort of, you know, listless or looking for something to do, or maybe just sort of say once a day or once a week or whatever it is, whatever suits you and your family to say, why don't we try this? Why don't we try that? And, you know, just sort of teach one another something different. So what do you do with younger kids who might not have the independence of learning DIY or might not have the independence of wanting to go volunteering somewhere or might not have, you know, the sort of, you know, the space or the capacity to, um, I don't know, start creating a menu? Well, I know that with younger kids, you're going to have to spend a little more time with them. And that, too, is important. And for some parents, it can be quite tricky to sort of think, oh, my goodness, what on earth, you know, how are we going to fill each day? So what I suggest is because kids, even though they're out of school, they, you know, many younger ones still enjoy structure. So what I would suggest is maybe and you, you don't have to it doesn't have to be hard and fast, but maybe just have a different day dedicated to different activities. So maybe Monday is tourist day. You know, we, we, we are struggling at the minute um, with travel restrictions. But, you know, I, what I did a, a few years back now was to say to my kids, right, you know, one summer holiday is we're going to be a tourist in, in um, our own backyard. We're going to be a tourist in, in, in our neighborhood. And so we went and visited things. And on rainy days, we went to museums and libraries. And on other days, we went to the National Trust place. And, you know, and so we did lots of different things. And so maybe have Monday being a tourist day. Also, Tuesday, we could go back to cooking. You can do baking. You can do cookies. You can teach them, you know, you could teach your child how to boil an egg, for goodness sake. It, it, it doesn't. The, these things are not necessarily restricted to age group. But and if not, maybe pasta necklaces. Do you remember those things? And and just sort of teaching your child that um, it, you, we, they can have fun around the kitchen. What I do think, and I think it's also very important that, you know, whilst I'm sort of showing you how to fill each day and how to sort of fill the spare time that you've got, it's actually getting your child to learn how to do that on their own. 
without, I hasten to add, without the use of devices. So it's all right for them to be bored. It's all right for them to know, oh, I don't know what to do. And for them to go and find something to do, for them to sort of work out what they need to do and what actually might just float their boat. You know, and so some kids, it could be reading, it could be, um, you know, or, or making a, a, gosh, when I was little, do you remember when you sort of used to get a tray and make a garden on it and use a little mirror for, for the pond and sort of stuff like that? But helping, maybe get your child to go out and do gardening. But, you know, just sort of showing them that, that they can do free play, they can do play day, they can do sort of sitting in a heap, they can invent games, they can create a shop, they can do whatever they need. You know, sort of, and, and I know sort of that this doesn't have to be um, restricted to to you know just the sort of younger kids but it's just it's just thinking slightly outside the box and thinking well how how can we sort of get our kids to embrace boredom and do something with it now okay sometimes and and as as you know we, we are social animals so we do need to spend time with um friends and family so i i would always suggest have a play date um whether or not your kids are old enough for sleepovers um, you know, sort of see if you can arrange those, but just just get the social sort of aspect of their sort of life back in balance again, and encourage your kids if they're old enough to go out into town, and if you're sort of happy enough with the, um, you know, sort of with the various social distancing sort of uh, restrictions, whatever they are when you're listening to this, um, you know, it, it's just it's just showing giving your child a bit of responsibility, but also giving your child also a bit of freedom. Going back to health and fitness, maybe your child needs to let off steam. You know, when we're cooped up in the house, it, it's it, it we have too much energy. So maybe get them to create a, an obstacle course in the garden or maybe sort of, you know, take them for a walk with the dog. And Because we all need exercise. We all need to sort of, um, as I said, let off steam and just to sort of... Sometimes there's too much energy and we don't know where it goes. And that's oftentimes when everyone sort of starts jumping on top of each other and sort of, you know, it, oh, it'll end in tears. But health and fitness really is quite important for all of us. So maybe if you want to get involved with your child or whether or not you want to encourage them to take exercise, that is absolutely fine and actually very important. Not every day has to be an activity day. Ever have those duvet days, you know, where you just want to sort of curl up on the sofa and do nothing? You know, sit there with the dog, a hot chocolate and, I don't know, a good book or a bunch of movies to watch. That's all right. As long as we have balance, that's all we need. So it's just allowing people to do what they want, do what brings them joy and do everything in moderation. Another idea is to do maybe arts and crafts with your kids and just sort of, you know, explore their creativity. Whether or not it's scrapbooking, whether or not it's colouring in, whether or not it's doing a photo blog, whether or not it's podcasting, whether or not, you know, there are so many opportunities here. Um, and it's just encouraging your child to explore and find out sort of things that are fun to do and, and let their imagination run riot. And the thing is, I think the thing is, is that when, when our kids are at school, they are kept within the boundaries of what school expects of them. And they, 
um, are not hugely encouraged. Now, maybe I'm generalizing too much, but the, there is not the encouragement to think outside the pot box and to have free time and to have, you know, sort of um, time to uh, learn sort of different sort of non-academic related skills. So this is your opportunity. And it does, it's, it's a wonderful way if you sort of, rather than just leave your child to your own devices, their own devices, which I know is extremely tempting. Um, we all need a bit of TLC and we all need a bit of sort of space. But if you join in with your child at some of these things, the thing is, is that our children, whatever age they are, need um, our attention. So if you plan one of these activities, be it car maintenance, be it sort of kitchen skills, you know, be it tech skills, whatever it is, if you plan sort of something like this once or twice a week, once or twice a day, delete where applicable, um, your child is not going to be needing the rest, your attention as much the rest of the time because they will feel... You know, their, their cup will be full with that. And let's face it, you don't want to live in each other's pockets. But what I do suggest is if you sort of carve out some time to teach your kids the life skills that they need, not in a sort of dictatorial and sort of, just, you know, sort of watch what I do and do as I say and not as I do type thing, but for, to just sort of to help them expand their knowledge. I think that's really what it is. And giving them the um, skills and the tools to equip them for whenever they're needing to navigate in, you know, sort of different situations, because it gives them the confidence to go out into the world and go, ah, you know, I learned how to do that a while back. I'll give it a whirl. And that's all you need to do. And I tell you what, it strengthens relationships. It brings a lot of fun if you're not too, you know, sort of hung up on perfect results. And it, it'll bring you back together. So I hope that helps. And I'll speak to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you want to help other parents looking for support, then please share this with your friends and family. Because if you found this podcast useful, then they will too. So please share via your social media. If you have any parenting questions, then please give me a shout through my email, which is toolbox at kygraham.com. And I may even use your question as a future podcast episode. If you want to connect, please come and join me on Instagram. Just search for Kai Graham. Also, could you do me a favour, please? Parenting teenagers can feel very confusing and isolating at times. And I believe that it takes a village to raise a child and we are here to support one another. I'd love it if you would leave a review on iTunes. And a good one, by the way. (laughs) Because when you do, it lets more parents out there know that there is support for them too. Thank you. And as always, this comes with much love.